following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 29th. Good morning, Afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, this is Cowboys Break. I am your host for the day, David Hellman, because I told the birthday boy I would do it for him so he could go out and have fun last night. Derek, we didn't wish you a happy birthday yesterday. It's fun. We feel seriously. really guilty about it. Wasn't about it wasn't fine. You should, no, no, seriously, it is fun. We're not it's, happy it's about fun. it. Here's the thing. I went it over to, so to Dave and I said, man, we really effed up something bad. Yeah, Nick, and, and Nick said, scared me a little bit. And he was like, what? What happened? And usually the wrong thing usually when I say something to Dave, and he, I think it's his kind of general thing to be like, nah. It's kind of a contrarian, like, like it's not that bad or don't worry about it, whatever. When I said that, I was like, we didn't say anything about Derek's birthday. He was like, damn it. Like, yeah, we're bad people. No, yeah. it's it's honestly fine. It's honestly fine. Yeah, I know your heart. So did you have a, you had a good birthday. Dinner? I did have a good birthday dinner. We got some good food and, and hung out. And you are in your Jason Witten rookie training still camp. Still in those forties, <laughs> ba- barely hanging into on. the forties. Forty nine. One more. One more rotation yeah, around the, the sun, other, and I will be at fifty. Forget our other jersey numbers. I mean, we always we always throw that out today. Yeah. But um, where is the episode? And no, all no, that? I don't care about that. And we're not, we're not going to do that today. No, because, no we're not going to do that today. I'm hosting. But I would, Sorry, in lieu, we'll in lieu of the Had number a good talk, one too. We'll Had do it a good one for you. We'll in, do it tomorrow. <laughs> in lieu of the number talk, I did think it would be cool to ask you guys, and I, I can do it too. But y'all have, a, y'all have been around the Cowboys and been around the NFL so much longer than me. Give me, give me your thoughts and memories on John Madden. Give me something. Just Nick's a, got a good story. Like, <laughs> Nick's I, got a good story. Icon gets overused these days, yeah. but I there is there's not a person more befitting of that term than yeah. John Madden. You know, I, I said this. We're, we're gonna we're gonna post like a gut feeling type thing here later uh, about just people's thoughts and memories. And and uh, yeah, you you said it best. I mean, legend, goat, icon. We say it all the time. What's your definitions different than than other people's? But the, the 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 picture that I kind of painted here is you know kind of a hypothetical thing, twelve year old son, forty five year old dad, seventy five year old grandpa sitting in the room talking about Madden. They all got something. Yeah. You know, the, oh, I played Madden. I beat this one kid down the street. Whatever. Oh well, I remember him when you know Pat Summerall watching games, and then seven year olds like, yeah, he was the Raiders, a great head coach. And that's what a legend is to me, is somebody that just spans all that time in whatever way you want to say. He was a contributor. He was everything. He was larger than life. I mean, he was he was the NFL. Yeah, John Madden made football fun mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like, he was the guy that, you know, the boom and the bam. Like, it, it, he made football fun and uh, for a kid. And then, of course, obviously, and I think I've played every Madden in the history of Madden in the Madden game. And like it was a part of my college experience. Literally, every day, me and my my buddies, we played Madden, and there were like it was a lot of trash talk, and we had a lot of fun around that game. And so, like you said, like there are all those different, you know, watching football, 
playing Madden. There, he was everywhere. He was always a part of it. And I was telling you earlier, like there was probably nobody better if you can think about all the guys that were the, around the game at that time that had the personality and the understanding of the game that you could put together to make what he made. That's why he was so special, in my opinion. Like, he was entertaining, but he knew the game in a, in a really, really... And he brought the game to you in a really interesting way, which made him unique, and that's why the game fits for somebody like him. It's a real... I mean, there's so many bummers about COVID, but, like, we don't see the TV crews anymore. You know, like, you usually... Like, whatever network has it. So, like, you know, Aaron and Troy and Joe would come out on, like, a Friday or Collinsworth. And Al Michaels is here all the time, or he was before COVID. Um, And it, like, you definitely, you got a sense for how big the game was when you saw them Mm -hmm. show up, you know? So, I'm curious, like, do y'all have any stories about that with Matt? Yeah, Yeah. he he used to be at Valley Ranch. It's so funny to me. I want to hear your stories, but, like, I was thinking about this last night. I think televised football is so much more normal now than it was when Madden was in his hay, you know? So, like, there's 18 channels. Every t- every station has, like, six crews. And so it, it just doesn't feel as big as it probably used to. You're like, oh, my God, Madden's on our game this yeah. week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, uh, like, for me, I told Brad Sham this story. It was Vern Lundquist for me. Like, SEC football, yeah. that's what I just, like, Vern's voice was in my house every Saturday. <laughs> and I actually, I had the chance to meet him, and I, like... I fell apart. I was like, oh, my God. I, and I was like, you're the voice of my childhood. And Vern was like, please don't say that. And like, I don't <laughs> want to be told that I'm that old. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, yeah. And so I just I don't think it's the same these days where, like, because just every game gets to be televised. And that didn't yeah. used to be the case. So, anyway, uh, I would love to hear. Yeah. That. For for me, and um, it was it was like you said, it was a, a Monday night game. So they were here like on Saturday. I don't know. It was at Valley Ranch. Um, and I don't know why I was in the building. I Something I had to go in there. And it was ghost town on a Saturday. And I was walking through the halls. And have you ever been to Valley Ranch? It's, if you're walking too fast around a hall, you could, you know. You, First of all, it's a maze. Yeah, it's the yeah, most yeah, confusing layout yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I was turning the corner. And all of a sudden, John Madden was turning the corner at the same time, and I had to stop. And this is like 1999, so that was a few LBs ago for me. Um, <laughs> and um, I had to stop and like, whoa! And he, I think he did a like a like a whoa, you know? What yeah. was that? Um, it's coming down. Yeah, and he uh, he was like, whoa! And I was like, oh, sorry, excuse me, I'm apologizing, whatever. And he never even looked up. He just kind of kept walking, and he just he just said out loud, didn't even turn around or anything. He just goes. <laughs> You would have lost that battle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, bye. Like, <laughs> see you later. Never stopped or anything. It was basically it was the nicest way you could say, get the F out of right. my way. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't going to, you know, he had done putting his foot in the ground and stopping and all that. He was just moving. Yeah. You know? And you could just imagine his voice saying that, like, yeah, <laughs> you lost that battle. And, and, yeah. and I was in that, like, is this. Cool, like oh my, it's John Madden, yeah. it's, you know, and you you have a moment like that too. Of yeah. like, oh. oh, that's the thing about working around here, and Dave, you've seen it over oh, yeah. the years. There, there are these moments. We talk about it all the time. You'll be sitting in your office, and Roger Staubach walks by. Like mm-hmm. it's just those kind of moments, and it was probably one of the first wow, I got a cool job moments I ever had working for the Cowboys. I was at Valley Ranch. It's gonna seem a little weird, but I was in the restroom. <laughs> I finished doing my business, and I was washing my hands, and door opens. In walks this big guy, it's John Madden, and he's like, "How you doing?" And I'm like, uh, "Hey, hey!" And I'm just like, I almost almost Hi. don't know. Yeah, I almost don't know what to say because I'm just like, 
that's John freaking Madden. Like, I played your video. Like, I, this is John Madden. But, you know, it, you're kind of going about, he's going on about his business, I'm going on about my business, and I'm just like walking out of the restroom like, Man, this is a really, really cool job. Which like, restroom was it? I know that's it a was weird the one question. by where the loft. You know where the loft Man, okay. is. Okay. Mail room. So it's yeah, just yeah. that little, that little small so restroom over there. Yeah, it wasn't John Madden. Obviously, he was retired by the time I started here. But um, I got I got hired in April, which is like that. There's nothing happening in the yeah. off season, and at Valley Ranch, like we're tucked away in the back. Yeah, you could go. Weeks without seeing anybody, you wouldn't even know you worked for a football team. Yep. it's just a regular yep. office job. But like probably two months after I started, I went to use the bathroom over by the executive wing, and okay. just I yeah. just happened to be in that part of the building. And you do this a million times in your life, but you open the door and somebody's coming out, and you're going in, yeah. and you kind of you mm. do that like shuffle where yeah. you're like, yeah. which one of us is getting out of the way? Because these were small restrooms. Yeah, my I couldn't have been here for more than two months, and I did that with Jerry Jones. <laughs> And I just like I didn't know what to say. I don't think I'd ever met him before. And I was like, like, "Who are you?" And I just like I was shell shocked for the rest of the afternoon. He's got his own bathroom. Did he? He does. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Did he say anything to you? Because that's the thing about Jerry. Like Jerry will strike up a conversation with anybody that he runs across. I mean, I think we did the whole like, "Whoop!" Like, let me get out of your way there. Like, excuse me. And he just kept going. (laughs) That same bathroom. It's funny we're telling bathroom stories. That same bathroom. I walked in there one time. Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator back then, and he said a term I've never really heard before. But you know, coaches have their own lingo. lingo. He was like, oh, "Don't go in there. All the buckets are full." And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like "Buckets? <laughs> Wonderful." I was like, "Cool." Like <laughs> you got the message though, right? Yeah, he was just like, "The buckets are full." <laughs> like, I, Thanks, I Sean. Heard it that way. <laughs> and on that note, we will take our first break. And uh, I did. Or, before we do that. When we come back, though, we can think about it in the break. I want to know what everyone's favorite Madden like video game term because you know he always said something in there memorable in there. You know what I'm talking about? Just like Maddenisms, basically. Yeah, Maddenisms, but you know they were part of the game because he had to say them in in the game. You gotcha. know what I mean? All right, I will think about this and we will get back to it. We do have Bucky Brooks. We do have well Bucky Brooks. No, we are actually going to talk about we are going to Cowboys football. huge yeah. game against the, the Cardinals, Cardinals. Uh, but we'll take time to talk about that. We're going to come back to that, that right conversation after this break. <laughs> At AT and T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New 
Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. All right, download the official app of the Dallas Cowboys. Get access to in-market game broadcasts, mobile tickets, daily podcasts, live pregame and postgame shows, uh, game updates, and more. Download the app in Google Play Store. You should do it. I mean, it's week 17. You should be doing it by now. I mean, come on. Cowboys app. Welcome back to the break. Thank you for that, Nick. Uh, I'm Dave, Derek, Nick with me, and we've got... Our buddy, speaking of week, is it? It's week 17? It's week 17. 17 weeks of having our buddy Bucky Brooks here to help us preview the opponent. We did Arizona offense yesterday. We got Arizona defense today. And Bucky, I, this happens for me all the time where, like, you don't have time to look into the minutiae of these matchups until we're going to talk to you. And I like all of a sudden, like, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know, like, the identity of this defense, but I look at it. And I feel like they should be getting a little bit more hype for the way they've played this season. Why is it that they're not? Uh, they're not getting the hype because the attention is always on their offense. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury naturally makes it the biggest storyline. But the defense was really the part of the reason why they got off to such a fast start. Uh, they were able to lock people down. They were playing a very aggressive style where they were blitzing all over. And their young guys were making a ton of plays. Isaiah Simmons and Zay- Zach Collins and those those guys, Zayvon Collins, they were making a ton of plays. And so what you're having now is with the offense struggling, more pressure on the defense to kind of make things happen. And the defense is still playing well. But because the offense has dropped off so much, the focus is on the offense and the offensive struggles. As I was looking through some of the numbers, Bucky, I, I noticed that there was a stark difference in the points that they were allowing in the first seven games. Uh, in the first seven games, they allowed 16 points per game on average, uh, and they were 7-0. and Since then, that number has jumped to 24 points a game that they're allow- allowing, um, and and now they're three, and they were three and five in those eight games. What do you think is the re- the biggest reason for the more points that they're allowing? I know you talked about how the offense hasn't been playing up to par, but has that affected the defense? Or there are things that other teams have figured out about this defense weaknesses that maybe they're exploiting over those last eight games. Well, you know the the season is a marathon, and one of the things about the season being so long is that you have to continue to evolve what you're doing because if you think you can do one thing at the beginning of the year it has to change by the end of the year after that film circulates so early in the year they were bringing pressure from everywhere well people finally saw that they got a hold of that they started having success and in a copycat league people begin to copy strategies that work against you and so the cardinals have had to continue to adapt they've had to continue to um try and tweak and change the defense that's happened the offense's inefficiencies has put the defense on the field more, and teams have been able to exploit that. Looking at the Cowboys' running game, you know it's weird to look at these guys like Zeke to have 30 yards, 40 yards, and to think he's playing much better. But is it is that the way you see it as well? Like you can just kind of see that these guys are running the ball, him and Pollard are running it better, even though the yards don't necessarily suggest that? 
Well, I think for both guys, it's the return to health. And so it's kind of hard to judge them on their productivity. You kind of have to do the eye test. Uh, I think in that game against Washington, you saw that both of them had a little more juice, Mm -hmm. a little more explosiveness, and that leads to believe that they're going to play better down the stretch. I do wonder, and I kind of talked about this with Demarcus Lawrence and Five Bucks about low management, how Demarcus Lawrence, the best thing that might have happened is he didn't play for about five or six games, then he comes back and he looks like a different player. I think the same thing could be true for Pollard and Zeke. As they get healthy going down the stretch, the Cowboys' offense could benefit from them being maybe a little fresher and healthier in the postseason as opposed to them being fatigued. And so them sharing the load where so many buys, even Clement coming in, are touching the ball, it may certainly help them as they get into the postseason tournament and they're able to increase the workload for Pollard and Zeke um, in that tournament. I'm curious, the Cowboys, they're definitely trying to get Tyron Smith back. We'll see if he actually plays in this game. But again, you just look at the stats – Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden having very successful seasons. But then you look at it, and they kind of seem like feast or famine players. I mean, Chandler Jones had five of his nine sacks in week one. Marcus Golden has had two or three multi-sack games and a lot of zero-sack games. So how do you how do you see that matchup? Like, are these guys capable of, of wrecking a game, or, or is it kind of smoke and mirrors to you? Uh, it all depends on Kellen Moore and how he approaches it. Um, if they're heating it up and they're bringing pressure, the ball has to come out of Dak Prescott's hands right away. And so they have to have a plan where they have enough quick rhythm throws to get it out to offset the pressure with quickness, uh, screen game, and that other stuff. But if he's going to instruct Dak Prescott to have these five- and seven-step drops uh, against overmatched tackles, then it can be problematic. So a lot of it is by feel. See what the game looks like the first quarter. Do his guys have it under control? If they have it under control, then, hey, operate business as usual. But if they're given problems, what's the answer? And I think that's the big thing for a coordinator. It's not only what you have for plan A, but what is plan B if the defense shows you something that you're not prepared for. We've been talking a lot this week about the possibility of Tyron Smith coming back. And uh, we've kind of had, I think, on this show at least, there's kind of this general consensus that if it were – up to us, we might sit Tyron uh, another week or two and maybe have him ready for the playoffs and not risk the fact that there's more that he gets another injury before the playoffs. That being said, looking at a guy like Steele, and, and Dave just talked about Marcus Golden and uh, and Chandler Jones, would Steele be able – would you have trepidation if they were going to go that route uh, of putting Steele out there against those pass rushers, or do you feel like this is a game where you really need Tyron because you've got such uh, skilled uh, pass rushers out there? You know, it's, it's all a part, like it's weird, right? Because the Cowboys are in a situation where they don't know where they're going to finish. And so because the seeding is still up in the air, you don't know how to play the last week of the season. Um, if you're going to play Tyron Smith, I normally would say play him this week and rest him next week. You want to get him some game action, but you don't necessarily want to play all those guys the week before you have to play a playoff game that increases in physicality, intensity, and speed. Um Look, he's a veteran, so he could play in the postseason without any work. I would like to get him a little bit of work before we did it because I think it's tough to go from kind of sitting on the couch to then playing a playoff game where the speed is even different than what it is in the regular season. Bucky, we, we've asked, uh, we've talked about it here already on the show, and anybody that's been around in the NFL for a while has some kind of memories or connection to John Madden. Uh, I'd like to see what your memories are with, with Coach Madden or – Broadcaster or video game or all, all of the above? Um, 
<laughs> all of the above. So it was funny. I was listening to you guys' stories. Um, my story is very similar. Like in college, Madden was everything. And I can remember sitting in the dorm room and in my room, we used to have a bucket because we said time is money. So if you're going to waste my time challenging me on the game, you're going to donate to the fund. <laughs> oh, I, like the I like and it. So we were playing. So we would, so we were play. we were play for like dollars and stuff like that playing the game. But it's not only the game. The game was like a vehicle to bond yeah. with yes. your guys, whether it was football guys or guys in the dorm. It was kind of the main attraction to bring guys together. And I think the generation going forward always has that to lean back on because it's been a connector. So many of our friendships have been strengthened because of the time that we shared on the sticks. And so it's funny that we associate all of this stuff with the game and John Madden is certainly the centerpiece of it. I, I, I'm curious about that because if you played it in college and then you, know, you played in the NFL, like were you, you were in the game? Did you, did you play? I mean, was it weird to be in the game or was that, were you in the game of the Madden game? Like one of those games that happened to have a bit appearance in the game. I don't know if my met, my rating was worth anything, but <laughs> I think what's always funny about those games and like now when I look at it is it was always a big deal when the game would come out and everyone mm-hmm. would go and see what the ratings are and your teammates arguing about the ratings and now that the ratings evolve and change, it's like a big deal. And even like, cause now I'm on the game and the franchise mode, like offering scouting takes and tips and that stuff. It's just amazing how the franchise has grown and watching so many people consume it. So, look, for all the great things that he did as a coach, I think part of the legendary stuff is what he did as a broadcaster and really the video game because you talk about being a legend and leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. The video game is a legacy that will go on forever. All right, Bucky, we're on a short week because we're not doing a show on the holiday, so we got to get – and, you know, it's it's been easy to make predictions for like <laughs> a month because they've been playing bums. So, well, I mean, get, give me what you got for <laughs> what should be, I think, probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah, now this is the best game of the weekend, and the danger is they got to make sure that they don't eat the cheese. We talked about complacency setting in against the Washington football team. Everyone now, that game was a wake-up because it was on – like Sunday night and everyone saw it. So they have to be able to knock the, knock out a slumping team because the Cardinals are struggling. And so what I want to see is can the offense pick up where they left off because that is the unit that still has to kind of carry it in the postseason. I want to see if Dak and company can get it done. I think this team sets up for them. And I think they also have to remember how they got beat down at home last year. I think this is a time for them to kind of exact a little revenge from last year's uh, difficulties. I like it. I like it. And I love our weekly appearances with Bucky. Thank you, sir. Uh, Have a happy new year. We will see you next week to preview Philadelphia. And we will be right back after this. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. We're turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching Grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Cowboys Nation, head to the Pro Shop to step your game up for the playoffs. Score some classics like jerseys, tees, hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories when you visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. Yeah, it is. Welcome back to the break. Uh, we were just sharing more Madden memories during the commercial. I, yeah, this is just one of the – everybody's got – it's such a universal experience. I th- I do think that's really interesting. But I, I, I guess – and I'm not trying to rub it in. I'm a decent bit younger than y'all. So, like, I remember Madden on Sega – and some of the older Madden games, but like when it really, when I came to it, it was already on like PlayStation 2. So, like, I don't. That's when it changed. I, and I don't remember, yeah. like, I have vague memories of like Madden talking over the game, yeah. but like, but no specific memories like what you're referring to. Yeah. You know, it, you know, I was thinking about something else because Madden, that's what we all kind of played it and, and experienced that and then watched him and all that. Um, as a coach, what's interesting about the Raiders, they've got more games with the name attached to it than any other. Mm. I mean, think about it. you got a lot. They've got about five or six games where you're like, that's the holy roller, mm-hmm. where Dave Casper just rolled the ball. That changed the rules. You can't do that the anymore. The Heidi game. The Heidi game. The Sea of Hands. The sea of Hands. Um, um, goes to the post. There's a, there was a game where... The Tuck Rule game. The Tuck Rule. Mm-hmm. I mean... And, I forgot about the Tuck Rule game. Right. And there's, I feel like there's another one that was relatively recent as well. But but a lot of those games were in the 70s. Well, the Immaculate Reception is another oh, one, that, which they were a part of. I associate that with the Steelers, sure. but it yeah, is a Raider right. game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But um, And I, I remember one of the announcers, I think it was the Holy Roller, where Dave Casper rolled the ball to himself and then covered it in the end zone, which you can't... You can't you can't like you know advance a fumble that right. you didn't fumble, um, and I believe it was that game where the you just hear the announcers on NFL films are like Madden wants to know if it's real. They said yes. Get your big butt off the field. Like like, like I was like <laughs> oh, okay, but I think a like, big guy, and I think of the commercials where him on the you know like this guy doesn't want to fly. He's a big burly guy afraid of flying. Like, yeah. 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 So get him a bus. Get him a bus. You got to get there. So get him a bus. You got to get yeah. the cruiser. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah like I, it, it just permeates the whole experience. Like as a kid, Little Giants, Madden's in that with mm-hmm. what, like Bruce, um, yeah. Isaac Bruce and Emmett mm-hmm. Smith, I think were in the movie too. Yeah. Which, and I got a shout out. 
I, I took this for granted my whole life, but the turducken that he oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a Louisiana thing. Yeah. Like that that comes from from down there and I guess I don't know how he came across it, but he made it this big Oh, he did the whole diagram on the thing. Like, yeah, you see over here, and you got the leg over here. But and like that's of them, and yeah, and not yeah. like not, I'm not saying like not everybody in Louisiana eats a tur- turducken, but yeah. like that was a thing that you could get yeah. there if you wanted it, and then all of a sudden it's all over, you know, Monday Night Football or whatever game he did at the time. Yeah, yeah he. I just I just remember the, one of my favorite plays ever was Alvin Harper's uh, catch against the 49ers in the '92 championship game, and he, afterwards the the, the play. They show up in the booth, they show Norv Turner, you know, just making that call, and he kind of stands up because now it's first and goal, like from the nine. And just subtly, you know, Norv just kind of gets up and hitches his pants, and he goes, like, you know, it's a big play because you, you have to hit your pants up. Like, watch, look at Norv right here. You know, like he's a, he sees everything. He sees, he's you know, he's always looking at Nate Newton having to hitch his pants up and all that. I mean, he was, he, he loved big guys, big guys. You know, and North Turner's not a big guy, but yeah. he hitches his pants up. So, and he catches that. He, he caught everything. He just made it real. You I know? do. I fun. just and I I talked about it in the first segment, but like I just wonder, is that is that even possible now? Like, who's going to be larger than life to like this generation that's growing up right now? Like, Tony? is it is it can he do is it? it? Tony, is it Collinsworth? I mean, right now you think about all the guys in People that hate are that Collinsworth. Are, that's what I'm saying. That are covering no. the game and and how they're covering it. I think the guy that gets the most shine right now is Tony. I don't think Tony makes it as fun as Madden, though. Yeah. But I think I do think Tony is the guy that gets most of the shine. Yeah, but he because yeah, Tony does it in a different way. Yeah. But I mean, Tony calls the game like like my six year old on Christmas morning. Like I yeah he's, yeah. he's like Jim, this is this is going to go to overtime yeah. here. It's like they're going to kick a field goal in overtime. They're going to kick it with two <laughs> seconds. They're going to call a timeout and watch this, and they're going to kick, and then they're going to call two timeouts, uh, and then all of a sudden, but then they're going to kick it. We're going to go overtime, and you know it's like yeah. yeah, that really did happen. But he does it in a way he's yeah. excited. No, Jim, excited. Jim, you can, and it makes the it makes the game excited for you to watch. Yeah, so but, he's, he's good at. But that. I, I'll say this: my like when we grew up, like. Joe Theismann was an announcer. Announcer Ron Jaworski was an, and Phil Sims, mm-hmm. like in our family, like we hated all of them because yeah. they were all quarterbacks against the Cowboys. I wonder if people just don't like Tony because he's the they Cowboys. didn't like Tony when he, he was, was the Cowboys' player. golden boy. I yeah. mean, th- yeah. for sure, some people are like that, but I I doubt it. I th- and I don't know. I that that always amuses me because like a lot of Cowboy fans hate Troy because Troy. I think. Troy does the best job of anybody of just like calling it like he sees it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that rubs a lot of people the wrong way because he's yeah. not Irvin. R- basically, yeah. <laughs> he's the, Mike's doing the pregame. Mike doesn't Let's care. Let's go, Cowboys. This is my son. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know if if it's possible to be what Madden was with the just yeah. it's staggering amount of media that's coming at you these days. When we were at training camp a few years ago, several years ago, mm-hmm. and. Um, and he came. He came out to training camp, um, and he had that. He had that great quote about Terrell Owens. They asked him. It was 2006. They asked about Terrell Owens, and he said he's a, he's a, he's a tire guy. And no one knew who that. What, what that? What is that? He goes. Well, he's he's a. Terrell Owens is one of those guys that if if you're late for the bus. You know, like somebody's late. Well, they're going to get left. Who's late? Well, it's this. You know, th- rookie cornerback. Well. We're leaving. Who's late? Well, it's the trainer. <laughs> We're leaving. Who's late? Uh, Terrell Owens is late. 
You know what? Why don't you go out and check those air on that tires a little bit? Check this. Make sure we're good. I want to make sure the bus is good. Before we leave. He's like, he's a, he's a tire Take check your time. guy. That yeah. was Madden? Yeah. Madden said that. Because we talk about that all the time, <laughs> which... I, it's, well, he he's the first. I mean, he said it to us. Sure, no, no, no. Yeah. I know. I just, but it's just a ubiquitous part of our office culture, like that. The getting off the bus guy and the check the tire guy, which yeah, definitely not to put him in the pantheon with Madden, brought us just. I mean, brought us is that <laughs> kind of guy too. Like he's got all these yeah. ridiculous ways of classifying things. I bet he's got some good stories. Oh my god, on, on Madden, I'm betting. But, Madden took all the media out for dinner, like either that night or the yeah. next night. We went to this some place. It was it was some. We, it took us like forty minutes to get there up up the coast, and it was like kind of tucked away. It was a steakhouse. It was amazing. It was like his spot, and it was John's room that he would go to, and uh, he didn't show up. He didn't. He couldn't show up though. But he footed the bill and paid for everything. It was wow. pretty. That's it was pretty awesome. It was like this was Madden's place though. It was somewhere. California off the coast a little yeah. bit, so it was pretty cool. I just I love the way that Bucky talked about the the Madden game because really it was, and that's what made it so special. It was a bonding yeah. tool. It, there were I know there are lots of guys and maybe females too who spent lots of hours with their friends playing the game, and that was their their method of bonding. That was their time together, and uh, had a lot of memories built around those games. I know it was for me and my friends. So um, that's the part I think that makes him legendary. Because he'll be a part of your memories. Like, it, you can be a part of people's memories. That's that's huge. It's. I mean, uh, you'll just. I don't. You'll never see anything like it. I mean, and for the record, me and Nick talked about this before the show. Dude was a hell of a coach. Yeah, like, right. yeah. He won a hundred games. He won a Super Bowl. His winning. Per- he retired seventy some percent. He retired with like a seventy five percent win percentage. It's yeah, crazy. Uh, and then becomes. The guy that you associate with NFL broadcasting for multiple generations, and oh, by the way, probably the most influential video game of all time. Just yeah. absolutely incredible. Uh, that's all. That's all the time we have. We're on a short schedule today. I think today, that's right? about it. Yeah. Good job today, Dave. Thanks, Derek. You killed it. You can have it back tomorrow. Do I need the practice for the draft show anyway? Uh, so yeah. But uh, no, this was nice. We will be back. We you will just talk some knowledge on these people. That if, they if, if you're paying attention, yeah. <laughs> if you're paying attention, <laughs> I did. Uh, we will be back. We got one more show this week. We will talk much more Cardinals Cowboys than we did today. Uh, but thanks for listening. And you know, shoot if you got fun Madden memories, shoot us, shoot them to us. It's this is, it's it's sad that he's gone, but it's it's fun to kind of relive these these memories of such an influential person. So no this has been the break. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see y'all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!